Hi, it's Rachel. On behalf of everyone involved in this project, we just want to say thank you for listening and making it all the way to the end. I hope this means we can count you as a fan. I plan on taking a short break, and then I will start writing season two. So, if you'd like to make next season a reality, please become a patron by going to patreon.com slash racheljwilkinson or by visiting racheljwilkinson.com to donate to next season's fund. And now I give you the season one finale of Vampire the Masquerade Port Saga. Let's hope I stuck the landing. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, Episode 10, I Make No Promises. An altercation between an inmate and a guard during a security check at the Port Saga Correctional Facility has deteriorated into a dangerous riot. Kickatan County Sheriff Department has sent additional deputies to the location and asked for Port Saga residents to please stay in their homes. The riot comes while Peninsula Law Enforcement is already experiencing severe staffing shortages. Sounds like the Venture are already at work. We have to park the truck two blocks away from St. Michael's and hoof it to the church. Between construction barricades, stalled cars, double-parked delivery trucks, and a traffic accident, they've locked down a decent-sized masquerade perimeter. I'm also sure reported gas leaks prompted evacuations of any residential buildings neighboring the church. We need to get eyes on Usher. You take the front, I'll take the back. Stay hidden. If Usher sees you, he'll kill you. I vanish as I make my way to the rear entrance courtyard. I don't see any civilians. This security ghoul's posted around the church. I slip through the net undetected and enter St. Michael's. I step over two corpses. First is a dead priest with his face blasted off. Second is a vampire I don't recognize, already in the process of decomposing. I head down the hall, pistol in hand. Inside the sanctuary, the nave is a blood-soaked battlefield. Red splatters paint the marble floor. Whole rows of pews have been upended, and a priest lays dead by the altar with his body cut in half. I turn to see Frank pinned underneath a heavy pew. His shoulder is dislocated, and a deep gash runs up his leg. Coated in blood and ash, he manages to point his sword at me. Charlie, how poetic. Here to finish me off. I'm not here to kill you, Frank. My soul is prepared. Is yours? <coughs> Do you even have one? You don't look so good. Let me help you. Help me? I can feed you some of my blood and- I will not drink death's poison and let you turn me into one of your slaves, fiend. Fine, have it your way. But I need to get you out of here. One of my people could come through any minute. Do not touch me! If you want to kill me after, that's fine. But let me save you first. I would rather die than- Oh, shut up, Frank. <coughs> I holster my weapon and call in my blood. For a moment, I have the strength of five men and easily lift the pew off Frank. I use my coat as a tourniquet and pull him over my shoulder to fireman carry him out of the sanctuary. The scent of his blood is strong, but I do my best to ignore it as we exit out the back. 
We stick to the shadows and cut through the perimeter. I carry him clear of the chaos to a neighborhood park and set him against the base of an oak tree. Rifling through his pockets, I find a cell phone with the screen crushed. The emergency button lights up. I tap it and call 911. I need to get back. You should have let me die, Charlie. You didn't let me die when I wanted to. And I'm not going to let you die either. If anything, this makes us even. I didn't save your life to have you toss it away. I get why you think that. And I get why you want to protect people from monsters, but I swear to you, I'm trying to do the same. You're a walking corpse who drinks the blood of the living. I may be undead, but I still have a soul, Frank. I still feel pain and loss and regret. For what? For not getting us out of there sooner. For not staying in touch after. We were children. <coughs> we weren't responsible. But we're responsible now. You and me. I'm not naive. I know there's a secret war between yours and mine. I can't do anything about that. But right here. Right now. Tonight. We can live to fight another day. Or we can hunt down Carl and Martha, wherever they are. Together. You should have called me. I could have helped you. I know. But who's to say it would have turned out any differently? If I see you again, I make no promises. I know that too. And with that, I slip into the dark. I know what you're thinking. Letting him live is a mistake. I'm being sentimental. And sentimentality is for poets and playwrights, not vampires. If Constance is right, if he's a true fanatic, then I've left Frank to slay again. But I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. In the aftermath of the fight, I make my way to the staging area, dragging the faceless dead priest behind me. Marlowe's there. So's Usher, Rebel, and Constance. Is that Frank? Yep. Good kill. How'd we do? We lost three. Mr. Reed. Usher. I know he's faster than me, so I draw first. He killed Lawrence. Whoa, wait, everybody. Suddenly, everyone's got their weapons out. I'm trained on Usher. So's Rebel. He's trained on me. Marlo and Constance don't know where to point. Do you deny it? Who would believe the word of a criminal? That's not a denial. We found the wig. The one you wore to impersonate Aaron. What happens when I hand that over to Marlo here? Or Ezra? What do you think they'll see? Slowly, Marlo and Constance direct their weapons at Usher. It's four against one. You killed Lawrence. You killed Aaron. That is what I was made to do. Why? What did you have against them? Against Malkavians? I have nothing against either of them or your clan. I was hired to do a job. Who hired you? Usher stands in stoic silence, unwilling to provide us with his employer. Around us, shadows lengthen, darken, 
and pull away from the concrete. Even with your shadows, Constance, I will still take two of you with me before I fall. An acceptable wager. While Usher and Constance play vampire chicken, Marlowe flashes a mini cassette recorder. The same one Constance sent us. This is about to get very messy for you, Usher. I will provide my employer if you guarantee I won't suffer any repercussions from the prince. I can't guarantee that. I can. How? Trust me. Okay, then. No repercussions. Seriously? Rebel. We're letting this guy walk? I don't like it either, but we need to think long game. Oh, this is bullshit. I know. But we'll come back around and deal with this asshole our way. You can certainly try. Are we agreed then, Usher? You walk in exchange for a name? We are agreed. So talk. Primogen Dante Mendoza. What? Why is it always fucking Tremere? Why did Mendoza want Lawrence dead? Our agreement was for a name. I have provided you that name. Time's up, folks. We gotta go. What? We gotta go right fucking now. It's all right. Usher, why don't you come with me? Titus, go do what you have to. What about Constance? Someone has to stay behind to set the church ablaze. Where are we going? To kill a Tremere. We can't do that. Why the fuck not? Whoa, okay, okay. Simmer down there, partner. If I were any less simmered, your arms would no longer be attached to your body. I'm just saying if Usher confesses and Mendoza isn't around to confirm it, then it's the word of a Banoakim mercenary versus a dead primogen. Hale can just dump the whole thing on Usher and sweep it under the rug. We need to bring him in alive. Alive is not going to stop me from punching that motherfucker in the face over and over again. He just needs to be able to talk. That's all. Fine. Okay, just, I don't know, maybe you can think of cute kittens or baby penguins? I really don't want to be trapped in a moving truck with a frenzying bruja. Make no sudden movements. Earlier, I wasn't entirely forthcoming. Yeah, I figured. When Hale first became Prince, we had this thin blood come around looking to join the Camarilla. Prince was skeptical, but Mendoza sponsored them. He wanted to study the Duskborn. I guess they have this type of blood magic that Tremere haven't been able to get their heads around. So? So, later on, Hale found out Mendoza's experiments weren't entirely ethical. Borderline torture. The Duskborn didn't mind, but Hale didn't want it getting out that Port Saga was torturing Thinbloods, so she ordered Mendoza to stop. What happened to the Thinblood? I'm not sure. Left town, disappeared. The prince worked out some kind of deal, I guess. But that's when the prince tasked me with hunting the Dustborn down and giving them the choice. I wanted Erin's help, which is why I sent her to Mendoza. 
We both know she needed to get her mind in shape for it. And his sessions helped her. They really did. Once she felt confident, I brought her into the project. Those three names. Why do you think Erin killed them? I don't know if she killed them. But the local Thinbloods think she did. I think she handed them to Mendoza. I think he was using his access to her to mess with her head so she'd supply him with test subjects. It wasn't your fault. Wasn't it? I was her mentor. I was responsible for her. Rebel takes point as we enter the WIF building and pass Mendoza's office to head straight toward his research lab. We turn the corner and thick, sturdy-looking panes of glass separate us from Mendoza, who is standing behind a table with an exsanguinated corpse splayed on it. Behind him is blood in various states of dilution and experimentation. While centrifuges spin, he hovers above the hinged open chest cavity of the corpse, about to cut out the heart with his scalpel. So engrossed in his work, he doesn't see Rebel kick open the glass door. Drop the scalpel. <sighs> I suggest you abandon this reckless course of action. Nope. The Duskborn are an evolutionary step toward the perpetuation of our species. If we can understand the nature of their constitution, then we can survive the 21st century. Aaron understood this. Put the scalpel down. I won't ask you a third time. There. I surrender. You're not even going to ask why we're here? If you're here, brandishing a weapon and reeking of righteousness, then I already know why. Why did you kill my sire? He was a direct threat to my own life. And I took steps to rectify the matter. What about Aaron? She was a young Malkavian who served the greater good, and who deeply resented you for her loneliness. Indeed, her animosity toward you, Reed, was quite exceptional. Fuck you. A self-described defender of the meek, and yet the individuals in your immediate orbit are hardly safeguarded. Sasha, Aaron, Lawrence, curious how those you've sworn to protect ultimately pay the price for your behavior. I'm done with this. I barrel into the room and walk right into the trap. Fuck! Three of blood magic. I cross a hidden ward and pain engulfs me as I drop to my knees. Mendoza takes advantage, grabbing me by the face, and my blood boils. Rebel pounces, using her shotgun like a baseball bat to knock Mendoza across the room. Marching over to him, she pulls a stake from under her coat and rams it into his chest. As soon as the point of the wooden shaft hits his sternum, the stake splinters into a thousand shards. Dante grabs her wrist, and Rebel cries out. I raise my gun and fire. The dragon's breath round pierces Mendoza's shoulder and incinerates his arm. He rolls away from her to put out the flames throwing across his body. Rebel pounces and just starts wailing on the trumpet. Is he in torpor? Yeah. 
We gotta move. Someone might have. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. The trap door. When I open it, a nauseating wave hits me. The smell of something dying. It's a bunker. Four sets of restraints, two of which are occupied. Pale and emaciated, their eyes filled with fear. It's a fear I recognize. Who are you? I'm here to help. You Marcus? Yeah, that's Keisha. What about Danny? He took her up earlier. We didn't get here in time. Something deep inside me snaps. Hold on a second. I stick the barrel of my gun against Mendoza's face. Hey, hey, wait. Wait. You said we needed him alive. He kidnapped and tortured those kids. If you kill him, Hale will kill you. I thought you wanted him dead. I do. But I also want him to know what he's lost. I want him to see everything he has destroyed right before they take his head off. I want the system to work. If you do this, then you're no better. And that's not justice for Lawrence. It's vengeance. If you cannot reason, you can be controlled. If you can be controlled, then you are not free. If I kill Mendoza, as good as that would feel, he will have determined my fate, not me. Let's free these kids and get out of here. Oh shit! Marcus? Keisha? You, you're alive! Yeah, brother. Where's Danny? So, sorry. Who? Mendoza. Tremere Premogen. We've uh, got him in custody. Custody? Great. Meaning he's gonna pay a fine and walk free. He killed a kindred without permission. That's a death sentence in any Camarilla city. This one's all right, Tags. Him and the sheriff saved us. Former sheriff. Former. Is that right? Yeah. So, what do we eat? Nothing. Bullshit. I don't want anything. Any other lick, Titus, would be demanding a pair of life boons. I've been on the other end of that deal. It's no way to live. You contact Sparrow yet? Not yet. Then that's what you owe me. Get yourself and your friends out of Port Saga, and we'll call it even. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That I can do. Good. See you around. Oh. Titus? Yeah. You're one of the good ones, man. Don't let the cam fuck that up. The next night, Prince Hale calls a formal court in the aftermath of the attack on the church. Rebel and I decide to crash the party. A moment of the court's time, your majesty. Mr. Reed, I appreciate you saving me the trouble of having you hunted down like a dog. Someone, please place Mr. Reed under arrest. 
Rebel drops a body bag at Prince Hale's feet. May we present Dante Mendoza. I'm confident that if you search his mind, in addition to his lab at the university, you will find evidence of thin blood incarceration, torture, and murder. Something explicitly forbidden within your domain. If Primogen Mendoza has violated my domain, he will suffer the consequences. But his actions do not absolve you of yours. You have assaulted a sitting Primogen, accused another, and continue to defy a lawful execution. Lawful? It would seem power has gone to your head, Adelaide. Alexander Quill, the elder Primogen of the Toreador, enters the room flanked by Usher and Craven. And I suddenly feel like a bit player in a highly choreographed play. Primogen Quill, so good of you to join us. They tell me you executed the wrong person for the murder of Primogen Lawrence Bennett, Adelaide. Miss McKenna endangered the masquerade and attracted the attention of the Second Inquisition. She also confessed to the murder of Primogen Bennett. You would know this if you bothered to attend court. Aaron didn't kill Lawrence. Quite right, Miss Everhart. Usher murdered Lawrence Bennett with the shotgun in the alley of Club Neptune. And he did so at the explicit instruction of Primogen Mendoza. You would know this if you bothered to remain devoted to our agreement. What are you even talking about? Has no one questioned why so many elders have succumbed to the beckoning after we made you prince? Why would they? Mm. Lovely performance. It's as if you were an actress in a different life, my dearest Adelaide. You mean Prince Hale? Mm. No, I don't. Clan Toreador has come into possession of a letter written by Mr. Bennett. Says the man with a reputation for forgery. What prop have you created, Quill? Primogen Knox. Care to authenticate? It is Lawrence's handwriting. And what does it say? It informs Prince Hale of Dante Mendoza's experiments and the threat they posed. He asks to me with the promise of additional proof. Wait a minute. Ezra, what's the psychic fingerprint on that letter? It... it is Lawrence's. Clearly, Mr. Mendoza somehow discovered the contents of this letter, or perhaps intercepted it on the way to you. Imagine that, and afterward it somehow magically finds its way to you. We warned you about falling prey to the corruption of power, dear Adelaide. If you have an accusation, dare to speak it. Aside from executing the wrong kindred? It has been no more than a handful of years since Reynolds' disappearance, and yet most of the elders who lived here have very conveniently succumbed to the beckoning. Well, all except for Paybock. And me. We know what happened to Paybock. Was I to be next, Adelaide? Get rid of me and the entire city would be yours without having to answer to anyone. I don't have to answer to anyone, least of all you. Do not listen to this man. He is a liar, a con man, and a thief. Kindred of Port Saga, I am Alexander Quill, Elder and Primogen. Adelaide Hale has failed you. 
She executes the innocent. She brings the second inquisition to your door and demands you pay for it with your own lives. To that end, to restore justice to a city that is so dear to me, I humbly take up the mantle and claim the title of Prince of Port Saga. You are relieved of your position, Adelaide. I believe the Primogen Council will see through this waste of time. Willing to put it to a vote? Of course. Primogen, who do you call Prince? We call my sire, Alexander Quill, Prince. We call Alexander Quill, Prince. Zelda. The Nosferatu have not forgotten Paybok. Edmund, you know who this man is. Port Saga is a critical component in our survival, not his personal playground. Why can't it be both? Sorry, Adelaide. Got a side with the big man. We call Alexander Quill Prince. Primogen Knox? Yes. Clan Melkavian mourns the dead. We call Alexander Quill Prince. I see. Sheriff Usher. Please take Primogen Mendoza into custody and escort Miss Hale off my new yacht. Yes, Prince. I can see myself out. Should I pursue? Let her go. She's harmless now. But if you could get that Tremere off my dance floor, I would appreciate it. Yes, Prince. What are you all standing around for? Let's have ourselves a party. Titus? Yeah? What just happened? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I think I'm gonna go find some bar hoppers and get very, very drunk. Mr. Reed! Raven, I've been meaning to contact you. No need. By the word of Prince Walsh, he considers your debt of time to him served. What? You no longer have any obligations to the Praxis of Moonlight Bay. Okay, that's random and arbitrary. Too random and arbitrary. Something isn't right. Did someone purchase my debt? Zelda, maybe? Or... or... Congrats, kid. Couldn't help but overhear. How's it feel to be free? Very confusing. I'm gonna step outside for some air. And when you do, make sure to look up at the sky because I have a feeling your star is on the rise. You're missing the party. I'm not sure what we're celebrating. Justice for Lawrence. And for Aaron? Was this the plan all along? Find a reason for Mendoza to move against Lawrence? Pin Lawrence's murder on an innocent? Wait for Hale to execute said innocent, then use some poor sap to expose the whole thing and have Quill ride in and save the day? That's quite a vivid imagination you have. Did Lawrence really write that letter? Mendoza sure thought he did. How'd you get the psychic fingerprint? Hypothetically speaking, stealing Lawrence's stationery from his briefcase during a Primogen meeting. Hale never did anything to those elders. Did she? Who's to say? Ventru are ambitious. It isn't entirely unlikely. You just gave a Ventru nothing to do except plot her revenge and reclaim her praxis. 
with the SI in town? Hmm, that could be distracting. Wait, did the Toreador do that too? Oh no, there's a difference between taking a gamble and being suicidal. Alexander is anything but suicidal. You used me. We used each other. I thought we were friends. We are friends. You have got to stop taking every single little deception so personally. <laughs> now I get it. What you said about truth? Truth doesn't matter. All that matters is what the most powerful kindred in the room says matters. And it sure does pay to have your sire sitting on the throne when it comes to truth. Except now mine is dead. I liked Lawrence. And it's upsetting that Mendoza murdered him. Or that Aaron decided to set a building on fire. But they made those choices. With information you forged and planted. Look, I get it. I do. Things are more straightforward in the Bay. Walsh has all of you pointed at an enemy who slaps a symbol on everything they wear. It's good guys versus bad guys. You're either on team or you're not. Port Saga is more complicated. It's a tank full of sharks who smell blood in the political waters. It's okay if it's not your kind of game. Nothing is keeping you here anymore. You revealed Lawrence's actual killer and cleared your friend's name. You should go. Go back to Moonlight Bay. Go anywhere you like. Actually, you know what? I think I'll stick around and be Ezra's whip. Really? Yeah. It'd be a shame to leave after making so many great friends. When did you make that decision? Just now. All right. Well, I guess I'll be seeing you at the next Primogen meeting. I wouldn't miss it. Game on, Marlo. Game on. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga. Created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dayin Geist, Satine Phoenix, Kat Mermelstein, Kalina Anderson, Andrew Alandi, Sean Patrick Judge, Ryan Omega, Riley Silverman, Greg Berry, Rachel J. Wilkinson, Brad Hardwick, Matthew Webb, Ken Pickering, Luke Hales, and Ricky Kramer. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com.